we really need to kick the carbon habit and stop making our energy from burning things. Climate change is also really important. You can wreck one rainforest then move, drain one area of resources and move on to another. But climate change is global, said by Sir David Attenberg, National World Broadcaster. Welcome back listeners to the new episode of Talking Climate Change with Yashnegi. In this episode, we will talk about biofuel, a little bit introduction of biomass and at last I will talk about biocarbon. Let's get started. So as we know that biofuel is a type of fuel whose energy is derived from biological carbon fixation. So biological fuel include fuel derived from biomass conversion as well as solid mass by solid biomass liquid fuel and various biogases. All the fossil fuel have their origin in ancient carbon fixation. They are not considered biofuel by the generally accepted definition because they contain carbon that has been out of the carbon cycle for a very long time. Biofuel are gaining increased public and scientific attention, driven by factors such as oil price hikes, the need for increased energy security, concern over greenhouse gas emissions from fossil fuel and support from government subsidies. Biofuel is considered carbon neutral as the biomass absorbs roughly the same amount of carbon dioxide during growth as when burnt. Biodiesel as one from important biofuel types is made from vegetable oils and animal fats. Biodiesel can be used as a fuel for vehicle in its pure form, but it is usually used as a diesel additive to reduce level of particulates, carbon monoxide and hydrocarbon from diesel powered vehicle. Biodiesel is produced from oil or fats using transcertification and is the most common biofuel in Europe. Bioethanol is an alcohol made by fermentation, mostly from carbohydrates produced in sugar or starch crops such as corn or sugar cane. Cellulosic biomass derived from the non-food sources such as trees and grasses is also being developed as a feedstock for ethanol production. Ethanol can be used as a fuel for vehicle in its pure form, but it is usually used as a gasoline additive to increase octane and improve vehicle emission. Bioethanol is widely used in the USA and in Brazil. Current plant design does not provide for converting the lignin portion of plant raw material to fuel components by fermentation. In 2010, worldwide biofuel production reached 105 billion liters, that is 28 billion gallon, United States, up 17% from 2009 and biofuel provided 2.7% of the world's fuel for road transport, a contribution largely made up of ethanol and biodiesel. Global ethanol fuel production reached 86 billion liters, which is 23 billion gallon in US in 2010, with the United States and Brazil as, as the world's top producer, accounting together for 90% of global production. The world's largest biodiesel producer is the European Union accounting for 53% of all biodiesel production in 2010. As of 2011, mandates for blending biofuel exist in 31 countries at the national level and in 29 states. According to the International Energy Agency, biofuel have the potential to meet more than a quarter of world demand for transportation fuels by 2050. Let us talk about different sources of biofuel. There are four biofuel sources with some of their application in development stages. Some actually implemented. First is algae. Algae come from 
Stangen ponds in the natural world and more recently in algae farms, which produce the plant for the specific purpose of creating biofuel. Advantage of algae for seed on the followings: No CO2 back into air, self-generating biomass. Algae can produce up to 300 times more oil per acre than conventional crops. Among other uses, algae have used experimentally as a new form of green jet fuel designed for commercial travel at the moment. The upfront costs of producing biofuel from algae on a mass scale are in the process but are not yet commercially viable. Second, carbohydrate, sugar, rich biomaterial. It comes from the fermentation of starches derived from agricultural products like corn, sugarcane, wheat, beets and other existing food crops or from inedible cellulose from the same. Produced from existing crops can be used in an existing gasoline engine, making it a logical transition from petroleum. It is used in auto industry, heating buildings. At present, the transportation costs required to transport grains from harvesting to processing and then out to vendors result in a very small net gain in the sustainability stakes. Third, oil-rich biomaterial. It comes from existing food crops like rapeseed aka canola, sunflower, corn and others after it has been used for other purposes that is food preparation, vegetable oil or even in first use form straight vegetable oil or SVO, non-susceptible to microbial microbial degradation, high availability, reuse material. It is used in the creation of biodiesel fuel for automobile, home heating and experimentally as a pure fuel itself. At present, waste vegetable oil or straight vegetable oil is not recognized as a mainstream fuel for automobile. Also WVO and SVO are susceptible to low temperature making them unusable in colder climate. Fourth. Agriculture waste, which is organic and inorganic sources. It comes from agricultural waste, which is con concentrated into charcoal-like biomass by heating it. Very little processing required low-tech naturally holds CO2 rather than releasing it into the air. Primarily, biocar has been used as a means to enrich soil by keeping CO2 in it and not into the air. As fuel, the off-gases have been used in home heating. There is controversy surrounding the amount of acreage it would take to make fuel production based on biocar viable on a meaningful scale. Furthermore, use of agriculture waste which with rich with inorganic elements NPK as compost fertilizer in agriculture. Let us talk about bioethanol. So bioethanol is one of the most important renewable fuel due to the economic and environmental benefit of its use. The use of bioethanol as an alternative motor fuel has been steadily increasing around the world for the number of reasons. First, fossil fuel resources are declining, but biomass has been recognized as a major reason world renewable energy source. Second, greenhouse gas emissions is one of the most important challenges in this century because of fossil fuel consumption, biofuels can be a good solution for this problem. Third, price of petroleum in global market as raising trend. Fourth, petroleum reserves are limited and it is monopoly of some oil importing countries and rest of the world depends on them. Fifth, also known petroleum reserves are estimated to be depleted in less than 50 years at the present rate of consumption. At present, in compared to fossil fuel, bioethanol is not produced economically but according to scientific prediction, it will be economical about 2030.
biomass commonly gathers from agricultural industrial and urban residues the waste used for bioethanol production are classified in three groups according to pretreatment process in sugary starchy and lignin cellulosic biomasses lignocellulosic biomass include, including waste etc is a renewable resource that stores energy from sunlight and its chemical bond lignocellulosic biomass typically contains 50 to 80% dry basic carbohydrates that are polymers of 5c and 6c sugar unit lignocellulosic biomasses such as waste wood are the most promising feedstock for producing bioethanol bioconversion of lignocellulosic biomass to ethanol is significantly hindered by the structural and chemical complexity of biomass which makes these material a challenge to be used as feedstock for cellulosic ethanol production cellulose and hemicellulose when hydrolyzed into their component sugar can be converted into ethanol through well established fermentation technologies however sugar necessary for fermentation are trapped inside the cross linking structure of the lignocellulose so let us talk about biomass what exactly is biomass so the term biomass encompasses a wide spectrum of plant material that range from agricultural and forestry waste to municipal waste to crop grown specifically to make biofuel such as bioethanol and biodiesel the technologies used to convert these biomass feedstocks vary and the alternative fuel produces similarly low amounts of greenhouse gas when combusted but by using alternative fuel we can offset the use of petroleum products so if we use for example ethanol produced from plant material which is made from atmospheric carbon we are not putting carbon in the air that has been trapped as oil for millions of years biofuel such as bioethanol contribute little or no co2 to the build up of greenhouse gas emissions bioethanol is a versatile fuel that can be mixed with gasoline in 10% blend which is e10 and potentially in 20% and 22% blend known as E20 and E22 respectively it can also be used to manufacture ethyl tertiary butyl ether which is ETBE an octane enhancing fuel additive to produce a more efficient and relatively clean burning fuel that requires no engine modifications higher level blends 85% known as E85 can be used in flexible fuel vehicle Converting biomass feedstocks to biofuel is an environmental friendly process so is using biofuel for transportation when we use bioethanol in, instead of gasoline we help reduce atmospheric co2 in three ways we avoid the emission associated with the gasoline we allow the co2 content of the fossil fuel to remain in storage and at last not the least we provide a mechanism for co2 absorption by glowing new biomass for fuel because of their compatibility with the natural carbon cycle Biofuel offers the most beneficial alternative for reducing greenhouse gas from the transportation sector. Since the late 1970s, the U.S. Department of Energy, which is DOE, has invested in research and technology related to global climate change. DOE Office of Fuel Development manages the National Biofuel Program and is the lead technical advisor on the development of biofuel technologies in the United States. together with industry and other stakeholders the program seeks to establish a major biofuel industry that can provide a significant fraction of the nation's transportation fuel its goal are to develop and commercialize technologies for producing sustainable domestic environmentally beneficial and economically viable fuels from dedicated biomass feedstock several nation, national laboratories primarily 
Oak Ridge National Laboratory and the National Renewable Energy Laboratory which is NREL are working to expand the potential of biofuel technologies in mitigating CO2. In addition to employing world-class researchers to conduct work in-house, these laboratories work with numerous subcontractors from universities, the private sector and other research institutes to improve and commercialize biofuel technologies. Through ORNL and OFT is setting up several feedstock R&D centers to support greater variety of energy crops for the widespread use of biofuel. These crops include switchgrass, willow and hybrid poplars. CO2 is a part of the Earth's natural carbon cycle, which circulates carbon through the atmosphere, plants, animal, ocean, soil and rocks. This cycle maintains a life-sustaining and delicate natural balance between storing, releasing and recycling carbon. By using biofuels such as bioethanol and biodiesel for transportation, we can help restore the natural balance of CO2 in the atmosphere. Besides displacing fossil fuel, the feedstock used to make biofuel require CO2 to grow and they absorb what they need from the atmosphere. Thus, much or all, of, all of the CO2 released when biomass is converted into biofuel and burned in automobile engine is recaptured when new biomass is grown to produce more biofuel. Biofuel provides the energy for well over 100 million vehicles worldwide, which is 10 times the number of electric cars on the road. While there, there are legitimate concerns over the sustainability, for example, biodiesel made from palm oil or from fake used cooking oil in Europe, most biofuel is sustainably produced from crops grown according to prevailing farming standards in the United States, South America and Europe. Biofuel represents a solution to climate change. We can't afford to ignore and this is backed up by the latest United Nations climate science reports. Last year, IPCC, which is Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, special report on 1.5 degrees Celsius warming, says biofuel usage is transport will likely need to increase by a factor of 7 if catastrophic climate change is to be averted. The report indicates that in 2050, biofuel will still be as important as electromobility in the displacement of carbon-emitting fossil fuel. According to the latest IPCC report, Around 4 million square kilometers of farmland will be needed to grow bioenergy crops for climate action. It is over 10 times the amount of land involved in biofuel production today, which is about 0.5% of total world farmland. In practice though, biofuel production goes hand in hand with animal feed production, meaning the land use is actually shared between fuel and feed. Once that is taken into account, the area of land dedication to biofuel today is under a third of 1% and the UN science report points to this side is rising to about 3%. Is that too much? Well, that depends on priorities, but it doesn't seem like too much if one considers land uses generally. The report notes that a third of farm output today ends up as a waste, so much of the rest goes to the dissectionary and luxury processed products and to meat while a third of the world's population is obese due to overconsumption. Growth in output of food calories of vegetable oil and of meat has consistently outstripped population growth over the last five decades even as biofuel output has grown. The world has never enjoyed such secure and low-cost food abundance and there are no realistic scenarios whereby crop production for biofuel could challenge this. 
while any bioenergy land used for climate action may seem a lot to the idealist it will never come anywhere close to the amount of land dedicated to the modern consumer phenomena which lead to massive overshoot of consumption related relative to capacity each year the most serious risk for food security and nutrition currently are brought by climate change itself and not by bioenergy production bioenergy is a tool for addressing climate change by displacing fossil derived energy and not a cause of climate change or malnutrition so there is a question that might be arising in your mind that can biofuel output increase without adverse side effects for land use and fuel security according to the report it says that more biofuel may indeed result in adverse side effect but that this will be dependent on the scale and the context of the production practices or how it is done integration into sustainably managed agricultural landscape as in the case with most biofuel already can alleviate adverse side effects in other words it can be done right and it is being done right can we achieve the 1.5 degree celsius limit without bioenergy yes according to the report a small number of proposals have emerged for climate action without bioenergy relying instead on more extreme behavioral and lifestyle changes less resource intensive diet even greater reduction of food waste agricultural intensification and more rapid and greater cuts in carbon emission in other sector in the case of europe the electricity generation sector would need to reach an impossible 60 to 70% renewable share by 2030 under current legislation if biofuels were excluded from transport the seriously minded will do the math before recommending a climate program without biofuel so as a fundamental principle climate action taken now is far more important than hypothetical climate action in the future electric vehicle while beginning to gain market share may not reach parity with the conventional engine fleet before the entire world fleet has doubled in size in about 3 decades time citizens object to costly climate measure whether taxes or bans and biofuels are among the lo- lowest cost and most readily available carbon abatement measures available the answer is and always has been the sustainable biofuel like europe like ethanol made from farm crops must inevitably be part of the climate solution so the question is how to make that come about sensibly and soon do biofuel help mitigate climate change the 2008 edition of fao annual flagship publication state of food and agriculture focuses on, focuses on prospects risk and opportunities from biofuel it raises issues of important interest to forestry notable question assumption that replacement of fossil fuel with the fuel generated from biomass will necessarily reduce greenhouse gas emission greenhouse gases are emitted at many stages in the production of bioenergy crops and biofuel including in production of agriculture input fertilizer application chemical processing and transport of biofuels are emitted by land use changes directly or indirectly triggered by increased biofuel production for example when carbon stored in forest or grassland is released during conversion to crop production while ethanol can generate greenhouse gas savings of about 1.8 tons of carbon dioxide per hectare per year the conversion of forest land to produce these crops can relate it can release 600 to 1000 tons per hectare once study estimated that the conversion of tropical moist forest peatland savanna 
or grassland to produce ethanol and biodiesel in Brazil, Indonesia, Malaysia or the United States of America releases at least carbon dioxide as those biofuels save annually by replacing fossil fuel. Another study concluded that in comparison with carbon emission avoided by growing sugar cane, maize, wheat, sugar beet and rapeseed for ethanol and biodiesel on existing cropland, more carbon would be 30 year period by converting the cropland to forest. At last, I would really like to talk little bit about biocarbon. Biological storage of carbon or biocarbon refers to nature's ability to capture carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and store it in trees, plant and soil. Carbon dioxide, carbon dioxide the major greenhouse gas increasing the capacity of the atmosphere to trap solar heat is also the primary food source for the plant. Through photosynthesis, plant use carbon dioxide from the atmosphere to create new plant material. Carbon from dead plant material is also incorporated into soil where it might remain for decades or centuries. Biocarbon solution to climate change involve increasing the ability of natural system to soak up carbon by protecting existing carbon stores such as forests and wetlands, replenishing historic stores of carbon by restoring ecosystem and soil, and creating new stores of carbon such as through afforestation. Biocarbon approaches can deliver a rich array of co-benefit such as enhancing water quality, soil productivity and biodiversity. Some biocarbon best practices also help mitigate against climate change as well as enhance resilience to the effects of climate change. If the first climate solution is reducing greenhouse gas emission and moving towards energy sources that are more sustainable and less polluting than the second is making sure that we don't forget about those natural systems that we have so long been our allies in removing and storing excess carbon from the atmosphere. The forests of the upper northwest, the eastern forests of the southeast and, the, and New England and the Everglade system in Florida or represent habitat that is currently storing carbon and could store even more. In a healthy forest, grassland or marshland system there is as much long-term carbon storage in the soil as in the trees and plants. That carbon in the soil both aids in healthy growth and in helping to mitigate some of the carbon emission from burning fossil fuel. It is posted that the greatest value of the world's tropical forests is their carbon storage capacity, not their value as timber. It is also posited that the capacity of restore and improve land-based system to store carbon may meet 15% of our carbon sequestration need. That means we need to make sure that all of our forests, grassland and other habitats in the US and elsewhere are managed effectively so that we can continue to count on these natural systems. The ocean absorbs about 30% of our carbon emission, right? Blue carbon is the relatively recent term that describes all the ways in which coastal and ocean habitats store carbon. So mangrove forests, seagrass meadows, and coastal marshes are all capable of storing carbon in some cases as well as or better than any other form of sequestration. Restoring them to their full historic coverage may be a pipe dream and it is powerful vision for supporting our future. The more healthy habitat we have and the more we reduce stresses that are within our control, example overdevelopment and pollution, the greater the capacity of life in the ocean to adapt to other stresses. One incentive to expand restoration and protection effort is the ability to trade funds to support these projections for certified carbon offsets of greenhouse gas emitting activities elsewhere. 
the verified carbon standard VCS has been established for an array of terrestrial habitat and we are partnering and they are partnering with Restore Americas to complete the VCL for some blue carbon habitat. VCS is recognized certification of a restoration process we already know is successful. Use of the blue carbon calculator will net benefit that we know will be globally recognized even as they accomplish good for the oceans. Now this brings us to the last of episode of biofuel i hope you guys liked it keep sharing it keep supporting the love like you do keep following me on twitter for daily climate change news and any suggestions are welcome to the email id given in the description below check my website also on climate change and technology which is climatology.in thank you guys for your time it really means a lot to me and i will catch you guys up in the next episode of talking climate change with yashnegi until then be safe have fun. Peace out. Thank you.